Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And we are from MindRobber.net, the home side of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all of the things on podcasts, specifically this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who, and our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. And if you like our shows, you can review them. Uh, special shout out to, uh, what was her name? Buffy? Buffy Fan Buffy, Girl. Buffy Fan Girl. Um, she left us a review uh, for TDC as well as the Mind Robbers. So thanks so much to her because that was awesome. And you guys should be awesome too and also leave reviews because it helps us. It helps people find us. It makes us yes. more important in the realm of iTunes. Yeah, and it really just validates my existence. That's, that's like. also true. <laughs> that's also true. Uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or any other cool thing you might feel like sharing, you can email that at podcast at mindrobber.net. Uh, and if you want to start a discussion, if you want to talk about what we're talking about here, you can do that in the comments section of this episode on mindrobber.net. So go there, let us know what you're thinking. Matt, today we're talking about the Black Orchid. Yes, Black Orchid, which is, uh, it's, it's interesting for a number of reasons. It's another stop on our chronological progression through peter davison last time we talked about it he had just burned london to the ground uh that's time wow that does feel like a really long time ago it, it was it's been a while uh <laughs> life, life life gets in the way and you know you got 10 weeks in between uh but yeah black orchid uh it's 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 notable for a couple of things first it's a two-part story which was something of a rarity Back in the days of Doctor of classic Doctor Who, uh, it, they they did a couple back during Hartnell. They did one during um, Tom Baker, and then they did one. They did one every season for Peter Davison, mostly because uh, the way that the BBC commissioned Doctor Who episodes, they would commission something like twenty six episodes. So they would do six four part stories and then have two left over. And instead of pumping them into a six part story, which is what uh, the show did during Robert Holmes and, uh, or really even all of the Tom Baker era, they uh, just decided to shill out like a two episode diversionary foofy episode um, or a story. And that's what this is. It's uh, the first, also the first historical, like straight historical, no science fiction elements going all the way back to, I think, the Highlanders, which is back in season four. And this is season 19, so in, like, 15 years. Uh, wow. Yeah. So, And it's, uh, I mean, it's a story that's mostly hated by people, which is, I mean, I think from a purely, like, people-involved standpoint, it's written by Terrence Dudley, who previously did Four to Doomsday, uh, and directed me gloss, which I mean was unfortunate, uh, and directed by Ron Jones. This is the premier directorial debut of Ron Jones, who would go on to direct 
Time Flight and Arc of Infinity, so he's a he's a great director. Um <laughs> and uh that's and uh, and that's uh, Black Orchid. It's it's really just like a diversionary weekend in the country sort of episode. Like there's <laughs> It's not really anything special about it. It's just like, hey, let's go have fun for like 40 minutes while we wait and for Cybermen to show up, which they do in the next story. So that's uh, that's Black Orchid and where this whole thing comes from. All right. Well, uh, before we start talking about it, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. Uh, DCBS, the site that lets you order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, anything you can get from a local comic book shop. You can get from DCBService.com. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. Ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like and you only pay six ninety five flat rate shipping. This month at DCB Service, you can get all of the DC New 52 number zero issues, all 55 of them, Woo! for 86 and some change, $86 and change. Damn. That's a lot of comics for 86 bucks. <laughs> and a lot of good samples, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thanks to DCBService.com, go there and order all your comic books, because you owe your local shop nothing. <laughs> Why not save your money? Your, you owe your wallet everything. <laughs> you owe your local <laughs> shop nothing. Yeah, and don't, like, don't just throw money at comic books. Like, you know... Be diligent and get the most for your money. Yeah, get exactly. If you say, like, I have a budget of, you know, 40 bucks a month, and that's all I'm going to spend, then what are you doing buying it from a local comic book shop? You should be going to DCB Service or in stock trades and buying your books there because the discount is much higher. Yeah, so instead of getting, like, 10 to 12 books a month, you could instead pretty much double that with a 40% discount. Yeah, you're not kidding. You are not yeah. kidding. Yeah. All right, so Black Orchid... Uh, here's my thoughts about this. Uh, Black Orchid, I think, outside of the obvious, which you'll know what I mean by the obvious, outside of the obvious, I think this is my favorite Peter Davison story. Nice. I loved this. Yes, I like that. Oh my god, I love this. And you know what this reminds me of? This is Peter Davison's, uh, this is Peter Davison's, uh, uh... Uh, uh, God, we were just talking about this story. Um, the Lodger. This is Peter Davison's Lodger. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. He's like playing cricket <laughs> for an exuberant amount of time. Oh, so much cricket. <laughs> <laughs> like so much cricket. But it's so fun. I was never not having a ton of fun watching this. Yeah. I don't know what, like what people have to complain about this. If they're watching this and they don't like it, then they're watching Doctor Who for the wrong reasons as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Because this yeah. is so much fun. Yeah, it's really just like a fun character piece. Like, there's a nice little murder mystery in the middle. Um, but it's really, like, it's really just given hard times by people where people are like, it's rubbish, and it's not. It's really not. No. It's... It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's probably, at least the first episode, is probably the most British Doctor Who I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, it's so British. You're not I wrong. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, this, this episode, honestly, this episode makes me wish that a majority of Peter Davison's stories were historicals. Nice. Because he fits into historicals perfectly. Yeah. Like, he should have been the, known as the historical doctor. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> like seeing him in this just made me realize how much of a waste it is using him in like hard sci-fi monster stories. Yeah. Because he's yeah. just so much better in this context. And it's it feels so much more like what Peter Davison wanted his doctor to be. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I definitely. love this. Yeah. Uh, I like this, too, a lot more than I did the first time. And I quite enjoyed it the first time. Uh, I <laughs> There are some definite, like, glaring problems with the story where you're just like, I don't think that makes sense. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> and like and like it's not just like one or two it's it's quite a number but despite all that like i i especially specifically part 1 i thought part 1 is just a hell of a good time mm-hmm. um part 2 i think it kind of falls apart a little bit but like it does but you know what it does it it does to make up for it um and i don't know if i've talked about this on TDC before so uh apologies matt for me repeating myself to you cuz i have talked no about it on mind robbers before but uh there's a thing that i hate that shows do where instead of taking the obvious easy thing out of a problem out of like explaining something where you're being accused of something and you need to explain your way out of it. And rather than just explaining your way out of it very easily, you take the most difficult approach because you don't want to just say the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, an example of that, if you watched angel, People are like, oh, you're a vampire, you're evil, and he just, he just you know, sulks and feels bad. Rather than being like, oh, but I, I actually have a soul, so it's okay. See, if you would have just said that, there wouldn't be so many problems, because people would be like, oh, I've never heard of a vampire with a soul, you must be okay. All right, never mind. <laughs> Bygones. <laughs> but that never happens, like that because they're like, well, that's too easy of a way out, so let's just, rather than have our characters act like actual human beings, um using actual logic, we're going to, you know, make this more difficult for ourselves. But here in Black Orchid, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a time traveler. And they're like, oh, whatever. And then he's like, well, I'll, I'll show you my TARDIS. And he just shows them the TARDIS. And they're like, there it is. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, you must be a time traveler. Sorry about that. He's like, no problem. <laughs> and, and the problem's over. It's yeah. done. I loved that. I loved it. I was like, yes. Actually, you know what? I had to, I talked about this last last time, last week with with the the mythmaker. Yeah, yeah, with the mythmaker. So yeah, I did talk yeah. about it here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so like it's funny that we have two episodes in a row where one takes the the difficult way out and this one just is like, yeah, whatever. Tardis, I'm a see time traveler. It's cool. <laughs> They just about saved themselves like two episodes of hard time. Like, yeah, exactly. That's why this is a two-parter. <laughs> just because of that. Yeah, I don't. Then again, I'm not sure. Like that that police officer is. Well, the law enforcement in 1925 England. I mean, it might have been strong the years around it, but 1925 England had some of the laziest like Dude. law enforcement I've ever seen. My like, best thing is the is when the when the cop when the when the second cop comes into the the TARDIS and he just goes stripe me pink or whatever he says. <laughs> That kills me. I'm like, I want to use that as an exclamation all the time now. Yeah, it's like it's really it's Streak really like, me pink or something. He says, I, I don't remember. Oh my god, so funny. It's, it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic. Um, but yeah, I don't like the, when after the doctor's arrested in episode two. There's this part where he's like driving. They're taking him back to the station with like all with like all of his companions. 
And he's just like, hang on, I, let me show you something. Can you pull over up here? And, like, if I'm the cop, I'd be like, no, we're not going to do that. And this cop's just like, all right, let's see what he got. <laughs> let's see what you got. And then they show him the time machine, and they're like, oh, you're a time traveler, so you can't be a murderer. And I'm like, really? If you're a time traveler, I'd expect you to be a murderer. Well, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, like, he's, they, they come in there, and he's like, he's like, well, I owe you an apology. Obviously, you are a time traveler. You are who you say you are. But that doesn't change the fact that you're still wanted for murder. Like, he says that. <laughs> he does say that. He's like, you have, this doesn't clear you from the murder. It just proves that you are, in fact, a time traveler. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. Uh, I see that. I see that. Um, but, yeah, no, this is just, it's just tons of fun. Like, it's just a, it's just a blast. Yeah, uh, they're I, just dancing and. <laughs> Tegan, not annoying in this. No. Not at all. No, yeah. not, not even remotely. Yeah. Except except for the one annoying thing that she says, but but the doctor puts puts her in her place like immediately. <laughs> right at the beginning, like when she's like when she's like uh he's like we're on earth again and she's like, "Ah, oh, I told you last time I don't want to go home yet. I want to travel for a little while." He's like, "Well, I'm not trying to go home and whatever." And she's like he's like she's like, "What year are we in?" And he's like, "1925." And she's like, "That was before I was born." And he was like, yeah, I hope you don't have jet black. Like, <laughs> he's just like, what an idiot! No, no kidding. It's before you were born. Yeah, like, I know. No, oh, I, good. You can do math. That's fantastic. Oh, hey, we're on Legopolis. I wasn't born here. No, no, no joke, Australian crazy lady. Well, no. no what joke. kills me is, uh, just last time they were in the visitation, which was still before she was born. <laughs> like well before yeah so i don't understand why that's even a line in this i think she's just really paranoid around her age she's like i'm not this old i'm not this old guys and it's like we know tegan before i was born <laughs> and then they they show up in 1975 and she's like this is before i was born <laughs> the doctor's like don't push no <laughs> i don't think so Oh yeah, but no, this is this is really weird. It's it, it's 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 a lot of fun, but it's also like one of those really crazy stories where they like they basically. First of all, Nissa has a double in this story, like for no real reason. They're just like, hey, isn't that weird? <laughs> they yeah, don't ever like question it at all. She has it's a like, doppelganger. Yeah, it's <laughs> a doppelganger with an uncanny resemblance, like pretty much perfect down to one mole on. <laughs> On on the side of her, uh, like, and you know, somehow shoulder. I'm not positive that she doesn't have one too. <laughs> yeah, and this is just like you know, I don't have that. I don't have that mall. I don't have it. I don't have it. There's no mall. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I imagine it would be. But yeah, there's uh, you get to see Adric basically be completely ineffectual at everything. Like every. Yeah. <laughs> even he dances poorly. Like he even dances poorly. You like, know what though? <laughs> you know what? What he lacks in everything, he makes up for in eating. So, oh, oh my god, he was <laughs> best just, get that. <laughs> I love the plate of food because on the plate of food he has food, and then he has like three slices of cranberry sauce that he's just eating. He's just <laughs> shoveling into his mouth. <laughs> and and I was like, you know, I'm not sure they had can-shaped cranberry sauce back in 1925. I'm not positive, but 
I think I think the servants had to work really hard for that. I mean, <laughs> it was the fancy it, sauce. Yeah. Well, it's living at that house. Like you're very well paid, but there's first of all, they make you chop up cranberries, and second of all, you might be murdered. So it's really just like a bad place to work. I think. I don't think. I don't think modern day like job standards would stand for that. Sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Adric's definitely got to get one last meal. I just also think it's really funny that Nissa takes a dig at him, just says, calls him a pig, and he's like, "More wrong," and you're. <laughs> And you're just like, Adric, you've been sitting here eating for like an hour. I'm a growing boy. (laughs) I gotta fill out this pirate shirt somehow, Nyssa. Like, I gotta fill out this pirate pirate shirt. But yeah, and there's also, um, I, I mentioned this in a text message. Uh, because, uh, your, your girlfriend, Bethany was, was around to see this with you. Uh, I said she may, she'll enjoy the outfit. And you thought that was a huge dig at, um, at the store. We were just like, we were just like, hang on. She's seen Davison, and the outfit is not always the best part of his stories. I wasn't kidding. Davison has three costumes in this story. Like he does, and one of them, one of them is a creepy clown outfit, which is really weird. But the <laughs> other one, the other one is this like cashmere robe. Like it's, and he walks around in it for a while. It's pretty like, pimp. Oh, it's great. It is pretty great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, oh, it's just fun. It's so just fun. the other thing too, I ha- I have to mention is the fact that uh, George, who's the uh, quote unquote villain of the piece, um, he's a tragic villain. Yes. Um, he's sort of the uh, phantom of the mansion, I guess. Yes. Um, so his mother is hiding him. By in a room that's in a secret passage by having Brazilian guards <laughs> sit in the room with him while he's just hogtied on the bed. <laughs> that's her solution. Yeah. Um, and then and then apparently, you know, as time has gone on, George has become uh, a master of uh, escape. He's a real Houdini, A or B. That Brazilian dude just does not know how to tie knots. You know what's not great? Brazilian knots. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not why you go to Brazil. You don't go to Brazil for the knot tying. Like that's just that goes without saying. Uh, they never <laughs> even yeah. bothered to teach you that in Cub Scouts. <laughs> you just don't. Right. Right. Well, it's 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 a rubbish knot. Yeah, I don't know because the first thing you see in the story is George having escaped and killing someone, and then there's some really weird storytelling where all of a sudden then he's tied up on the bed, and the Brazilian is just sitting there like reading a book, and then George goes on to escape a further twice from these knots. Mm-hmm. You'd think he would change it up. Oh, like, <laughs> my favorite part. My favorite part is he's like. There's a locked door. He kills the Brazilian guy, and there's a locked door that he can't get out of for some reason. I don't know how the Brazilian was getting out, but apparently the Brazilian was locked in there too, I guess. Well, that's what you do with wild Brazilians. Right. Like, you just have to lock them in the room. I don't know. Maybe – I like to think that if he would have just tried the door, it would have been unlocked. But instead, he just burns it down because, you know, (laughs) that is – obviously, that is the safest (laughs) – and 
<laughs> most logical way to get through a locked door. Not try to break it down, just burn it to the ground. Well, you know, he doesn't have a tongue, so, I mean, all dive that through the fire. Just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, he literally, he, he lights the door on fire and then just starts kicking it down and then just, like, runs out. Like, jumps through it and runs out. Here's my question. Did no one notice that the Brazilian dude was still in the room while it was on fire? That guy's dead right now. Most like Brazilians are dead. There were two, weren't there? Uh, I don't remember. I think there was two because I think there was the one that was guarding him in the room and then there was a, the other one that went and talked to her that uh, George escaped and killed. Because, oh. like, I think uh, – no, no, no. The one that talked to her was the same one. But there was another Brazilian yeah. that he killed because um, he was in a – he was in the suit the suit jacket. He's a Brazilian with, like, the lip thing. Oh, and, right, 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 right. And then he was wearing, like, no undershirt but, like, a suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's, his, it's the Brazilian version of uh, Miami Vice, I think. You know, that, back in 1925, they were considered savages. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to own this. Because when else are you going to go to a fancy party <laughs> with no shirt and a suit jacket? Like, yeah. that's... So, I mean, I'd do it. There were not one, honest. but two Brazilians. Also, apparently, according to the voice dubbing in this episode... The lip thing would have no bearing on you, uh, giving you a speech impediment whatsoever. Oh no! He has perfect. Uh, he has a perfect British accent. This Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> this Brazilian has a perfect British accent, and uh, the 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 lack of use of his his bottom lip um, has no bearing on his speech whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, it's a choice. Um. <laughs> It's just a fashion yeah. statement, guys. It ain't no. I thing. would, I would, I would do it. I would do it. I get attention. Um, yeah, it's oh God. It's just a fun story. I mean, and on the people who hate on it, it's like it's not a story that's meant to be critiqued like that. You're just supposed to watch it and have a good time with it. It's not one of those like big epic stories. If you want that, just go watch Earthshock. If you want like a small character piece that's humorous and funny and very very british you watch black orchid because so much cricket (laughs) oh my god i love this so much (laughs) i really really did i don't understand the rules of cricket at all and i have a i'm fairly certain it's just it just seems like really british baseball That doesn't seem far off. I, I There was a free app on Amazon a couple weeks ago, and I got it. Like, And it was like a really expensive app. It was like $5, and I got it for free, and I started playing it. And I was like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. But I remember Peter Davison whacking the ball, so I guess I could do that. And then I remember him bowling, so I'll do that. Oh, that's the other great part of this, where like you can tell that it's just so inside cricket, as it were, where where the doctor like throws the ball and then Tegan just goes, what a bowl. And you're like, Oh my God, this is so British. (laughs) This is so British. And she's so excited. And then Nissa and, uh, (laughs) Nissa and Adric just look at each other. Like, what the hell are they talking about? What is going on? I don't understand this game. either. We're aliens. Oh, there's so uh, there's just a lot to love about this story. And then George is finally defeated when his brother tries to give him a hug and he falls off the roof. Oh, that was the funniest thing. Yeah, (laughs) he's just like brother, and George is like, (laughs) and just falls 
backs off the roof and falls and and then he falls and everybody looks over over the over the the side of the roof and then the the detective guy just like looks up from George's body and just shakes his head. <laughs> nope, turns out he didn't survive a four-story drop. Yeah. Uh his neck's broken, guys. Yeah. It's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> uh, but that's stayed oh, for and, the funeral. And that's my other favorite thing. When when the doctor the doctor's like, I'm going up to the roof, he like takes the stairs and traverses the fire and stuff, and the brother dude is just like, F this, I'm just gonna climb the climb the house and he just climbs the house. Yeah. Like it's like it's easy. Yeah. Like, There's no footholds. There's no footholds. There's a couple of windows, but like, I don't know how he did that. Like, he's just Spider Man. Yeah. Like, it's just. I think he is. Ah, <laughs> uh, wonderful. Lovely. I love this story. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a real gem in the in the Davison era, and unfairly maligned in yep. my opinion. I think unfairly so too. Maligned. I think so yeah. too. Um. All right. Well, uh, this episode was going to be short because I mean. It's a short. It's, two it's a short. Yeah, it's only two episodes long. So, um, but before we uh, before we move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. This month at InStockTrades.com, you can purchase our book of the month, Batman: No Man's Land, trade paperback volume one, the new edition by Greg Rucka, Alex Maleev, Dale Eaglesham, and lots, lots more. This book is available for only $17.99, which is 40% off the suggested retail price of $29.99. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. It's over 300 pages long, so it's worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. Go to InStockTrades.com yeah. and, uh, and pick that up. It, no, Batman No Man's Land may or may not be uh, very much uh, one of the things that inspired Dark Knight Rises. So <laughs> we'll, we'll find out in two weeks. Yeah. Wow, that's two weeks. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, it just snuck out of nowhere. Where It's like, oh, by the way, less than 20 days, guys. Oh Happening. Uh, you know what's next week, though? Ooh. Next week is Tom Baker and Underworld. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Tell me that's four parts. It's four. Oh, it's four. good. Yeah, I know. It's four. Okay. It's four. Uh... Yeah, no, it's totally not inspired by Jason and the Argonauts, which they don't hit you over the head with at the end of the story. Uh, I'll just say this about next week. The quest is the quest. That's it. That's all I got to say. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, on the other side of that, uh, uh, la, la, la. Tenth Doctor, the Doctor's Daughter. Third Doctor, Planet of the Spiders. Uh, ninth Doctor, Aliens in London. World War Three, so we'll see how that goes. And then our next Peter Davison story should be in about ten weeks or so, and that'll be Earthshock, which I'm always down to rewatch. So and is on Netflix Instant, and is on Netflix Instant. There's actually like, I think it's like two in a row that are on Netflix Instant. Pyramids of Mars is as well. Yeah, 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 which is just before Earthshock. That's a good pair of weeks. I'm glad That's that a- we're having three really strong episodes before we get to uh, Twin Dilemma. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a story that we don't have to, I, as far as I'm concerned, that one can take as long as it needs to, to get here. That's just, <laughs> which is worse to twin dilemma or underworld. Uh, 
I don't think Underworld is trying to be bad. Whereas watching The Twin Dilemma, I look at it and I'm just like, wow, this is really trying to be bad. Uh, probably Underworld because it just doesn't. I don't know. They're so they're so bad. I, we both lose. I think that's the worst <laughs> I can say about it. Because like, because Underworld. I mean, Underworld's just like it's so boring and it's so awful and it's just not good. But Twin Dilemma is also boring and. Twin Dilemma isn't boring. I think that's the that's the thing that might give it edge. It's not boring. It just feels like you're ripping out your hairs one by one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I that's felt not particularly boring. <laughs> no, it's just painful. Whereas Underworld, you're just like, wow, I just want to die. Like, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. People sitting on couches watching meteors explode. Actually, a thing. Actually, oh, a good. thing. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, uh, you can find me, twitter.com slash Scott Corelli, also twitter.com slash Scott Commentary, uh, where I live tweet things from time to time. Also, uh, mindrobber.net, go listen to the Mind Robbers if you haven't yet, um, because you like us. I know you do, because you wouldn't be listening to this otherwise, so go and listen to uh, our episodes that are gradually getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> Yeah, we're just not even going to try to keep them short anymore. Like, no. It's, <laughs> Remember it's before we started, we're like an hour in and out. Yeah, 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 an hour in and out, and I was worried that we wouldn't have enough to talk about, and we'd run out five weeks in. Oh, boy. <laughs> Our last episode was three hours and 11 minutes. Second, it's the second longest episode we've done after the first episode. And remember after the first episode, we were just like... This is the last time never, it's ever going to be like this. Yeah, we're never doing this again. Technically, and then the technically we're, that's still true. Technically. Not for long, though. Not for long. Not for long. It's a matter of time at this point. You're matter not wrong. Time. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Matt, where can people find you? find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gunkadin. You can also find me on my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash gdcommentary, where I watch stuff and tweet about it. It's my live tweeting account. Uh, also, my blog, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I wrote about a story called The Reign of Terror, uh, which I hated. Uh, mostly the blog. I just really hated writing it, and it's, like, I think the worst one I've ever written. Um, mostly because I find The Reign of Terror immensely boring and not very interesting. It's, like, a historical, but... They don't know it's it's a historical by a guy who doesn't know how to write a historical, which is funny because he wrote one of the best historicals ever. So, there you go. All right. Weird. All right, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you next week with Tom Baker and Underworld. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye.